Okay, everyone, and welcome to the episode 22 of the e-learning guys. My name is Nate Jorgadumin, and as always, I'm joined by Mr. David Charney. Hello, Nate. Hello, everyone. <laughs> I just noticed that I always do this gesture with my right hand, like I'm, I'm pointing at you, you know. <laughs> oh, well, I can't see that. I always do a handstand when I say, uh, hello, everyone. Ah, that's... <laughs> but, you can't, but you can't see that. No, I know, but to, to, and even uh, to who or in which direction would I gesture to? I maybe I, c- I can just point to the west, and that's the closest I can get to point <laughs> to you, you know? <laughs> yeah. So today we have a topic, it's a topic episode, and we're going to talk about our favorite projects we were working on. And personally, I... I was thinking about which are actually my favorite projects and more or less um, are these are the projects that I think were the biggest challenge or that I learned a lot through through the project itself. So I picked the ones I really liked that were sort of a challenge and uh, that look really good and I know that the client was happy with. So I chose five of those. And uh, what about you, Dave? What was... How did you pick? Yeah, similar to uh, yourself, I uh, have different projects that either just went very smoothly and were very um, fun to put together uh, or had some kind of uniqueness to it that was enjoyable uh, or something that the the client really uh, was happy with or enjoyed for Mm -hmm. certain reasons. So, yep, just grabbed a handful of them. There's a lot more that I... Projects I really like yeah. that uh, I don't have on the list. Uh, so let, let's start with you. What, what's your first pick? Uh, well, the first project I have is this uh, medical product components drop. And um, I call it that because uh, through NDAs, I can't call it by what it is. But um, yeah. basically in the orthopedic industry, uh, surgeries often consist of bringing in these really big like cases full of parts, you know, different sizes all their tools and mm-hmm. saws and hammers and sizing templates and screws and the you know the list goes on and on. So they're they're in these various cases that they can just pull off the shelf and bring to the surgery and it has everything they need. Uh, the surgeon's really good at the procedure, the medical procedure, but the 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 rep from one of these companies is really in the know as to the the details of the procedure as it relates to the products and what is in these cases. So they need to get trained on these cases and these procedures and everything. And so uh, some of that, of course, is is live training, but they do a lot of e-learning as well as it relates to this stuff. So one of the things that they do is they they just pour these uh, these cases onto a table. This is one of the training uh, approaches that they have. And they have to kind of put all these parts back into the case. And um, it helps them get familiar with where things are located because a lot of components look very similar to other components. Mm-hmm. Um, and also there's usually several cases. So it also helps them get familiar with the individual cases because during surgery, they may have to quickly grab something from a certain case or change sizes of something. A surgeon may ask for something. So it's really important that they know all this stuff. So um, what the, the problem is that, of course, the rep needs to have one of these cases in front of them, or they have to get the the rep to the location where the case is. You also need a like a facilitator or someone that's there to kind of overlook things and, and educate and all this sort of stuff. 
So um, what we did was we built a virtual version of this, basically a virtual case that dumps virtual parts uh, onto a virtual table, and they can click or touch those parts and drag them up to a given case and mm -hmm. drop them and just get familiar and prepared for for the situation uh, where all these things are. And what's also nice is there's kind of this kind of gamified element as well, this game element where um, based on both speed and accuracy, they can get points. And these reps happen to be mm -hmm. very competitive. <laughs> so uh, we have like a scoreboard at the end where they can see their own top score and they can see kind of where they lie in a list of the other reps so they can both try to beat their own score uh, or get to the top of uh, the uh, the list, the score list. And then they've, they had incentives and things to r really get them to be competitive about it. So they just kept trying and they just be, become more familiar with um, all these elements and all these cases. Um, so it was kind of a neat project, a, kind of a different sort of project. How did the scoreboard work? Was that on an LMS or some other place so you could actually use some third-party data? That was, and, and this was uh, a few years back, so it was all Flash-based. Could mm -hmm. be done in HTML. Probably Storyline wouldn't be the best approach for this. But uh, it's, it's possible to do it in there. But um, to get even more dynamic, you'd want to use some sort of HTML5 thing. But then it was just a, a custom, uh, you know, LMS is such a, vague term but it's we kind of built a, a certain level of an lms mm -hmm. to hold the scores and um send data back and forth uh, and, and allow okay. people to log in with a certain uh, id that they had because mm -hmm. uh, this is a bit, a bit of a tangent but i just had a well, unfortunately the project didn't go through but we had a, i had a talk with a company that wanted to host a course in their LMS. However, they wanted a scoreboard at the end. So the mm. solution was to use some, you know, third party, um, like a database, you know, because you have mm. to store this info somewhere and then bring it back. Uh, so I talked to some of my programmer friends and one of the solutions was just to use Google Forms or Google Spreadsheet. So it's where we would store data and then you, you could call it via JavaScript and display the result on the last slide, for example. So just throwing out there, yeah. Yeah, that's good to uh, consider. Uh, yeah, you could use like a tin can API thing too or, you know, there are a lot of different ways to do it. But yeah, I mean, sometimes, like you, you said, there's some really simple ways to, to do things instead of having to build some big database and all this yeah, custom yeah. code and everything. Yeah, and you know, you wanted this third-party thing that's not on their LMS server to be available for a long time. So, you know, if you go with Google, that's that's probably going to work in, for the next few years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a great idea. And, and Nate's, how about you? What's uh, what's your first project? Uh, well, my first pick is uh, I call it one in a uh, one to one hundred game uh, because it was meant it was a course for. Can't say a lot because of the NDAs, but uh, it was <laughs> sort of for, for athletes, I can say that. They were testing. Um, this course was all about some sort of psychological test for them or just evaluation of, of some sorts. And uh, so they wanted, they wanted me to build this. They wanted me to build this sort of a game 
you have one to one hundred squares, so ten by ten squares, so it's hundred hundred squares with numbers from one to one hundred. Um, but uh, the game, well, the game, the, the, the test is how you play it. Is that you when you start it, it all the all the pieces are shuffled so that the the numbers are wherever you know three is down there 100 is up there it's all shuffled because i use the you know the old freeform hack of uh, pick one and you know i selected all of them and i said shuffle or randomize so they just move around and then the custom thing on on top of this was that they had to click uh the numbers in order so one two three four five six and it was really hard because you know this there are a bunch of numbers here and um, besides that, you, I cre- had to create a timer with, I don't know, I think it's 30 seconds. So it's 30 seconds, it's going down. It's, it's uh, you know, just, there's, a, I think, animation, animate out object, something like that. And it's just uh, counting down the, 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 the time. And you have to click in order. So freeform hack was used. And then some variables because uh, you lose the points if you click wrong, you get the point if you cl- click correctly. So, you know, it was a fun thing with variables with some timing and using the freeform hex so they shuffle, you know. So even the, the, every time you load the game, it's a, it's a different, it's a different task. And it's, I, I saw that it, this, this sort of task is really hard because maybe I came to 10 or 12 numbers and the time was up. So, so 100 doesn't make any sense, but maybe just to make it more difficult, it's really hard to find a certain number in, in a big spreadsheet like this. So yeah, this was my first, first pick, sort of not really difficult project, but still interesting, you know, especially because I think a newbie might do everything, but wouldn't know how to shuffle it because you just have to use some freeform thing here and uh, include that in the, in the game. But, uh, Otherwise, it's it's quite straightforward. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And that and that was storyline. It sounded like. Oh yeah, yeah. Everything everything is storyline. I'm I'm talking about except, <laughs> of course, except for the next thing I'm going to talk about. But yeah, of course, it, it's storyline. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Freeform hack. Freeform hack. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, Dave. What's your second pick? Yeah. So my second project is a project we did for the uh, children's hospital. Uh, yeah, I feel like with NDAs, we, uh, this, this could be a five minute uh, podcast, but, uh, they had a medical device refresher need. Uh, and I might've talked about this one a little bit here and there, but, uh, so basically there's a medical product that they use all the time, this medical device. Well, I say all the time, I should say that it's used often, but each individual nurse it's used infrequently. So an individual, uh, nurse at this hospital uh, may end up in a situation where they have to interact with this product. And it's just been so long since they used it before that they don't remember all the ins and outs of, of how to use it and how what decision decisions they need to make as it relates to this product. And it's a really important medical product. If they, if they don't make decisions properly, it could be fatal. So it's really important that they get this refresher. So what we did is we worked with them to define a number of like really key scenarios based on these experiences that they they have, and uh, this is one of those projects that just really turned out to be a really nice, 
nice project. Uh, there, there's a lot of like thinking that ha- has to occur. Um, there's, I think, three scenarios in this project. So uh, they will be in situations where uh, we're, we're given, giving them a scenario and they'll see both a patient's history and vital signs and then a bunch of like options. So like they could, for instance, check back in 20 minutes or check back in two hours or check the clamps or the tubes, uh, which are part of this medical device. And it's kind of cool because, um, you know, it's just very kind of immersive. They can click or touch uh, that they want to view the, well, I should say if they, if they select 20 minutes when they come back, the vitals might be different. So mm-hmm. now they've got to make maybe different decisions, but then they might say, oh, let's check the tubes out. In one case, the tube is definitely leaking and they can say, they can recognize that and take care of that. And then you don't have to call the surgeon or get other people involved. Um, but for instance, if you wait two hours, the vitals will be even worse. And then you might go to check the tubes or maybe the clamp is not right. And by that, you've, you've kind of wasted all your time now and you've, the patient has deteriorated. So, you know, you need to, um, you, know, you kind of get bad marks on that. So there, it's really cool just because there's, it's pretty nice. It's a pretty difficult uh, decision-making process that has to be made. And uh, what was nice about this project is it's very visual. We went out to the hospital. We took photos of, they gave us a, a patient room where we could take real good photos, high-res photos of everything so that mm-hmm. when these people use this course, it's very familiar to them. They, they don't have to learn a new space. They can just focus on this medical device. They can focus on the decisions they have to make. Uh, and it also has a number of other little kind of knowledge checks and things that they have to do where, for instance, they have to, you know, drag, let's say this, this level to the right part of the ear that's typically missed, um, or they have to drag, a this container up and down to meet a setting that a surgeon explained, said that they need through an email, you know, virtual email that we give them. So there's just a lot of these points in there as well as some other things like um, how to, there's a little video on how to uh, set up the medical device in a sterile field and all this stuff. So just a really cool project that has all these different pieces to it, but it's really about just working your way through different situations. Mm -hmm. And it was also nice to hear from the people using it that they really uh, appreciated that we took a lot of, uh, well, that it's in their environment. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, even to the point where, you know, I think we took photos of like the, some of the chairs, you know, like the chairs in some of the rooms, the chairs in some of the rooms have this like pattern to it. So we tried to use that pattern here and there. So it's just a really, mm-hmm. uh, it's really branded well for them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, maybe you, I think you mentioned this one before that you took the pattern. I, I yeah. have talked about it a little bit here and there. Yeah. Yeah. That really stuck with me because, uh. As you mentioned, it's it's really then it's familiar to the users and they know about it. So I I'm currently in in talks to to maybe work on a IT security course for some company and I do hope that and I suggested too, that we should take photos so it's familiar to the users. So I do hope they they will they will go with that 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 uh, option. So 
we can really bring the yeah. course closer to the users. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. And and I mm. should say that it was all storyline as well. Ah, nice, nice. And uh, how about uh, your second one? My second one is well, it's storyline. We could say is the container, but the main course is, but the main course are just whiteboard animations. Hmm. I think only five or six of them. I don't know, two minutes, two to three minutes long, and it was about uh, personal data protection. Uh, that's just my translation because it's in Slovenian. Uh, but you know, some of the companies that have a lot of users have a lot of their personal data also, and this is really important for the people that work with this data and how they should protect it and how they not should not you know distribute it or publicly display them somewhere. So it was really sort of a legal text and sort of boring and you know really dry legal stuff uh so my my contact there the, the guy I usually work with really wanted to create this whiteboard animation and at that point i was not totally familiar with the tools and then i, di- I discovered video scribe you know i got the hang of it quickly and then we built the whole thing in that uh, in video scribe I narrated the thing and then we put it in the storyline, put it in their LMS, and he told me it was, it was really well, really well accepted among the users and uh, they liked the approach that it wasn't boring and also the, the legal lady liked it also. <laughs> the attorney there said it, it, it's really nice. It came out really nice. So she was also satisfied. Uh, and that's that was the biggest course ever with uh, whiteboard animations I've ever done. Yeah, that's great. Then we just used it, he, just used it here or there, you know, for some small thing. And I'm not, and I'm really not suggesting that you build a whole course like this. But in this case, that was the best approach. So we basically just had whiteboard animation, uh, and I think maybe a question slide, and then whiteboard animation, a question slide, and you know, people went through it and. It was well well accepted, and uh, it was a win. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, those usually add you know a nice kind of amount of energy to a, a course, and they're usually kind of quicker too, which is great. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. That's true. My only tip is if you work with whiteboard animations, use as less as little text as possible. Yeah, yeah. Point point taken. <laughs> we've we've done a number of those, and yeah, it's. Uh, there's a lot of challenges to those. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, you 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 have to turn on the imagination wheel. <laughs> the imagination wheel. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> so, tell me about your number 3. Number 3 is a haptic device project that we did for the University of Illinois at Chicago, their dental program. Uh they their school of dentistry was trying to figure out different ways to be a little bit more hands-off, uh, allow their large number of students to uh, get a little bit more familiar with um, how some of the cavities feel and how to use some of the tools on mm-hmm. teeth uh, to handle certain situations. And they had models and some things like that, but they they were interested in, in a different approach. And uh, they had a haptic device, which, um, have you ever used a haptic device before? Uh, not really. Uh, there, there's different 
Only, only the button on the on on only the home button on the iPhone Seven. That's the only haptic device okay. I use. <laughs> yep. So yeah, and that could be like a controller that vibrates when you drive a car over something. You know, it's like basically that force kind of feedback. Oh yeah. In yeah. in their in their case, it's uh, more of a pen that's mm-hmm. attached to an arm that's attached to a motor. So mm-hmm. it's like a three D mouse in a way. You can move this pen all the way or, all around, and on screen you'll see. Instead of just a mouse pointer, we've kind of mapped a, a medical tool to that. So if you're just staring at the screen, you're moving this pen around, but you see this medical tool move, move around. And we created this 3D geometry of teeth. So what's cool about the arm and the motor on this pen is that when you know you're 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 always looking at the screen when the when the medical tool that you're moving around hits the teeth, mm-hmm. the the motor stops the pen from moving, so you get that that force feedback. You you feel like the teeth are actually stopping your hand uh, due to the the tool that you're holding. Mm-hmm. And so what's what's cool about that, and, and I should say the gums too. You can put a little uh, bit of um, of softness mm-hmm. on that, so the motor will, will kind of have a soft feel. So you just kind of get immersed in the situation that you're in, and then what we could do is build in. 3D cavities into the 3D teeth that we we created um, in different kind of situations. So they can feel what different cavities feel like, and of course, we worked with them to kind of work out what what the right feeling of those cavities are. And another element of that, which is nice, is um, there's a an ability to play back uh, in uh, play back things through that device. So in a way, it's kind of like they could kind of handhold the person and say, okay, now you feel this here and you feel this here. And um, because it's all like a digital experience, there's some training around that to kind of introduce them to the situation and explain some various things and have some pictures of some things. And, uh, you know, it's just a really kind of different experience. I'm just, I, did, I didn't totally get how how the 3D... Thing you guys did connects to the motor, um, so they're holding something, but they're watching the screen. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's kind of uh, augmented reality in, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, although it's a little bit different, you're staring at a screen, and, and we we've got this 3D teeth on screen. So you see these 3D teeth, and as you move, pretend like you're holding a, a just a normal pen. Mm-hmm. Um, on screen, you see the pen. Uh, well, I should say, on screen, we've mapped a 3D uh, medical dental tool in the same spot that that the pen that you're holding is. So, if I move towards uh, away from me, you'll see the pen, mm-hmm. or the I'm messing this up. You see the the medical tool move away from you, okay, up towards yeah. the yeah. towards the teeth. And so when that medical tool interacts with the teeth, um, it's telling the motor to, to stop. Whoa, I hit the, these things inter, uh, interacted with each other. So stop the, uh, the pen. Yeah, so it's actually, it's, it sounds more like VR, basically, not like AR. It's more like virtual reality, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because the thing they see on screen, if they would have that, you know, projected on their eyes, they... They would just need to hold the thing and they could do everything, right? Yeah. You can wear goggles if you want, you know, to really get more immersed. But um, 
a lot of them, because that's another device that they would need, um, they could just stare at the screen if they wanted and use this thing, mm-hmm. and that would work mm-hmm. uh, very nice. easily as well. Nice, nice. That's a, that's a cool project. Yeah, very interesting. They could also track things too through it. So they could, someone could log in and they could see how much time someone spent and if they were able to, for instance, find a certain type of cavity. Um, and it's great because it wasn't, they didn't need someone that had to monitor all this. They could just look at the data afterwards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nice. And how about you, number three? Yes, number three. I have a bunch of uh, quiz games now. Um, it was, it was, this client had a bunch of uh, sort of, uh, I think with biology, biology quiz games. And the, the, the overall thing that, you know, ties them all together is that the main thing that happens in all of these quizzes is on the master slide. Uh, because the, 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 the trick was that I have a quiz bank, so question bank. And that, and that I draw from it, of course, randomly. But there mm-hmm. are things on the slide that has to keep that have to keep evolving. You know, when when you answer correctly or incorrectly, you know. So that was the approach I took. So you know, I could easily rend- I could easily pick out a random question, and the thing in the back would keep changing depending on the variables. So I'm just give you a few examples of this. There was a spin the wheel, for example. So you you know you spin the wheel, you get a certain number of points, and the question comes up. So, and then you answer this ten times, and you you get get more points if you answer correctly, and so on. So this was one example. Another was yeah, it was a chemistry lab. So there was a laboratory, you know, with some flasks, and something was on. Uh, there was a like a fire under one of the flasks so the the thing was bubbling so if you i I think if i got this right if you answer one time correctly the thing would start more bubbling up you know you would see some hear some hissing sounds like something is over pressurized (laughs) Uh, and then if you get it one more time correct i think it I think I think you get two tries and it's all it's worse worse and it's the, the the flask starts shaking so there was a um, motion path that was really small but jiggly like a s- circular motion path so it, it shook and the third time I think it sort of exploded and this it disappeared you just hear the sound and the, some smoke <laughs> so that was one example one is DNA sequence so every time you you answer correctly the DNA is builds itself you know each each pair starts building uh and then there's one was with bacteria bacteria you have like you have this dish uh petri dish and i don't know with 10 bacteria so when you click on one you get a random question if you answer correctly it disappears if you don't uh i think it changes color like you don't you have you can't click on it anymore so the goal is you know I think maybe you finish correctly if you have only two bacteria left, maybe, or something like that. So that was one of the, the, the quizzes. So one was with the geology stickers, yeah. So you would basically travel on this map of of stickers that were just like uh, fossilized uh, animals there on the stickers. So it was, you know, just like moving moving pieces on a board game. 
you would travel through each and if you got it correctly i think it it maybe it it it, it went from black and white to color or something hmm. cool uh and it, i think it was like 10 10 10 10 stations let's say so 10 of these uh is the stations okay you know like when yeah, you travel yeah, that's yeah. okay I'll, I'll cut this out yeah and I think you have like twenty questions. So if you got through to the end with 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 all the twenty questions before you run out, then you you won. Uh, then it was the Darwin ship that we had a map of of some islands and the sea, and then also you know stations through which the the ship would travel. So uh, I know there we had only three tries. So on the third try, if you failed, there was it. Like it said, you have to retry and you have to start the the whole trip again. Um, then yeah, the next one was a bit more hard, more more difficult. That was one was bigger challenge. I had a like spreadsheet, three by four spreadsheet with just big question marks. So you would click on the question mark, and if you answer correctly, uh, that that rectangle disappeared, and you could see in the background. The, the trick was that there was a picture in the background, you know, like if you remember some TV show games was like uh, with each question you get more, you yeah, can see. Yeah, it kind see, of reveals. Yes, it, you, it reveals and you, you, you want to guess as soon as possible what that is. But here, here you would keep guessing, guessing, guessing. And on the, I think on the 10th, or if it's three by four, I think then on the 12th, you would get the question, what's in the background? And even that was randomized. So I think it was like 10 different backgrounds, you know, with random questions. And, you know, all of that was a, was a fun thing to do. <laughs> so that yeah, was cool. also one of the, uh, one of the quizzes. Uh, the next one was nice because I, I uh, had to, it was just a picture. And then you would answer there were four options you would answer, you would click on them on the bottom. But there was also a timer that was, I think from 30 seconds, it went down. Now the trick was that I had to keep the timer the same through every, through, uh, well, the same. The timer had to keep on going through the, each next question, you know. So you would answer, the next question would open. So it was 30 seconds, then it was 25 I had to continue with 25 and so on, so on. So I was keeping the track. I kept the track of what my time was so I could display it correctly. So I had a, I had a timer with, so just a long rectangular shape with 30 states, you know. So, you know, from the small one, from one second to the 30 second time, uh, length. So I would mm -hmm. keep changing the states once uh, each second went down. So, but there was, then I had to keep, of course, you just keep track of the variable, you display that state when you come to the, to the next slide and you, you, you have the same time as when you left it. Uh, but the trick then was, uh, I had to remove 10 seconds if you answer incorrectly, you know, and so that was the, that was how they would lose the time quickly. If they got three wrong, it was just, it was the end. It was the end. So, um, I just had a variable. The, with 30 and then i i subtract the 10 so i know it's not it's not i don't know 28 anymore it's 18 and if it's 18 the state should be 18 so that was a fun thing to do you know just do something with sort of time 
uh, when someone answers correctly. So that's how I subtract the time. And there was just one more with bunch of trash on the screen. So you would, you would click on the trash, you would answer correctly or incorrectly. If it's incorrect, the trash would stay on the screen. And if it's correct at that point, you could drag the trash in the one of the trash cans because you had to recycle, you know, so if it's organic or if it's, uh, you know, plastic or so on. So that was sort of two-step, you know, first answer correctly to unlock and then drag. So that was, that that master slide was full of triggers. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Uh, yeah, that's it. Ah, oh, yeah. that's great. That sounds very, uh, like just a bunch of different unique. Yeah. Um, of course, it, it's all in the category of quiz games, which is great, but still that yeah. each one is kind of unique, different yeah. looking. Uh, it's really cool. Yeah, I think I think the author's, the authors did a good job here, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, re- really, a- a- each one was a bit different, yeah. Uh, that was fun, correct. <laughs> What's your fourth? My fourth one is a sustainability project that uh, was for a company uh, that uh, they had, basically they wanted their employees to understand their sustain- sustainability efforts and um, uh, and how they as employees can... Uh, work in these programs that they have or join these programs that they have and, and do things to help the sustainability effort just personally. Um, it was to be, it's very, uh, it's a very informational piece. So they, they want it very visually appealing. And what I like about the project is it's, it's just really this kind of multimedia experience that we ended up with. Um, and it starts off with this uh, real nice kind of uh, introductory animation that uh, where we built in After Effects, where kind of the camera pulls back through a number of environments. All these different layers are cut up into pieces um, to and in After Effects kind of put on different layers so that uh, there is this depth. So as the camera pulls back, you kind of pull back through these different environments and, and uh, it adds this real nice energy to the piece. And then right after that, you go into this into these little interaction points that we have all the way throughout. The first one I think is uh, you've got three different people uh, and you can click or touch each one and they will tell you what sustainability means to them, which is a little bit different than what they ultimately want them to, um, how they want people to define sustainability. You know, different people think of it differently. So they kind of mm-hmm. wanted a, an introduction introductory like what do you think of it and then as you go through this project those people come up again a couple times i think and you you can kind of see how their definition changes as you work through these things but there's all these different full screen real nice full screen graphics of environments and um in office stuff and um some high res pictures of of their employees out you know working in their different programs uh, to make the environment a better place. Uh, and so that was pretty much it. I mean, it's just this real nice multimedia experience that really each screen has a little bit uh, a little bit of motion graphics and a little bit of, uh, it has some nice transitions from one place to the next. And there's these deep dives. Uh, I think this is the project where I had come up with that method and storyline to, you know, you 
you can click a box and it kind of expands out into all white. Um, that was part of this project. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for this one. Nice. Well, my next one is uh, basically not basically not a paid project because uh, it was more or less just a demo for uh, for a poten- for now now a client, but then a potential client because he sort of wanted to test my storylineiness, and uh, he showed me the Nissan X Trail website and said, uh, take what they have from the website and build a crazy awesome few slides. And that's where I came up with the 360 car rotation thing I mentioned a few times. So yeah, that, that I mean, that was great because now this demo, I, 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 I'm pushing it everywhere <laughs> when, when, <laughs> when someone wants to see what I did. And it's also, you know, there's no NDA. I can show it. It's fine. I can talk about it. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I took the pictures from the website. So, and, and even that was a bit tricky because the, the pictures were, um, you know, it wasn't just like right click and save image. Uh, it was all buried somewhere in the code. So, you know, I was searching for the right links and I found the s- small versions of the, the images of the car that was not fine. I needed higher res images. Like, so I kept searching, kept searching. Then I found, the, yeah, then I downloaded, you know, I don't know, 30 times, 36 times, I think. There are 36 images. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. Um, and yeah, then we created an awesome demo also, uh, there's some other, you know, things going on in that demo itself. You know, I created a, a, a GIF loop from from the commercial they had. So it's like a car car driving through a tunnel that's looping all the time. So it seems like it's, you know, it's driving forever. That was also one thing I did there. And then, and also the, the thing, you, you quickly solved it for me with, the, um, you know, with a slide, no, not slider. What's with the scroll, scroll, scrolling panel? Yeah, yeah, scrolling panel. So I could mask some certain part mm-hmm. of the yep. button so it flies in. That that was awesome. Yeah. So that, but thirty six, uh, thirty six, three hundred sixty degrees car thing uh, was great because you know I learned a few things more about the sliders. I, I see it as a like a like a level, you know, between with it something you want to do and something that can be done you can just put a slider in between and it it, it serves as a i don't know like this transitional thing that that that, that can help you with some sort of um I don't know, animation or anything in storyline uh yeah that that that's that Nissan X-Trail 360 car yeah that's great and i i've seen that project and uh yeah, it's great. Like I was saying for the sustainability one, it's definitely a multimedia experience. It's yeah. mm-hmm. uh I like the sort of things where you you don't have to think, okay, I'm going to click and drag this slider to make this car rotate. You just yeah, you, touch and slide and the yeah. car just rotates. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, why 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 don't why can't we rotate the car? It's there, man. Right. <laughs> I, I uh we've done a little bit of that. We've done some of those kind of three sixty things for some kind of medical device stuff. And it's just such a, it just feels like a hands-on experience, which is yeah. great. So yeah, and that and the the 
gift thing you did with the car at the beginning is mm-hmm. uh, all uh, very uh, immersive and very engaging. So I would, I've, I can see why you'd want to show that around. That one's, uh, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. What's your, what's your last, last one? Uh, number five is my parallax guy, kind of prototype demo thing. I don't know what you'd call it. But uh, that originated from, I think it was an e-learning challenge for like parallax, uh, creating some sort of parallax something. You know, things move on different levels. In, uh, further back, they move slower than they do uh, in the foreground. And uh, I, what I really like about this project, I certainly like how it turned out, but it's one of those projects that just like came together really quickly. It's like three hours from start to finish. Uh all the functionality. Um, uh, and basically this character is on screen and, and as you click and drag, the character walks through this office space. And although in reality, the character doesn't move, the character just goes through a walk cycle and you're basically moving kind of a slider of a, of a office through the screen. So it looks like they're walking through an environment. And as you hit certain hot spots, the character has little talk bubbles, whatever you call them, that come up that might explain something about the office space as you're, you're walking through it. And um, I've had a lot of ideas as to how to expand that out now and uh, just got to find the time to, to work through it. But uh, yeah, like that dial thing I just recently did. Um, you know, yeah, that I, one's I wa- lovely. I want to kind of carry some of those similar, some of the similar functionality through into some of these other things. But Yep, just really enjoyed putting that project together. Mm, nice. Yep, and how about you, number five? Yeah, the last one is just you know project I mentioned before, but uh, the eleven languages in one storyline project that that was a that was a challenge, and uh, it's not just like the technical challenge, but the whole thing around. Like, what's the correct process, you know, with translators, with voiceovers, with me and Maya that were working on the course? What what would be the best way to do this? So, you know, after you do one, then you sort of learn. And uh, I think we did, I don't know, four or five of these courses with 11 languages. So by the second one, you know, we were experts. But the first one, you know, there's some te- there are some learning experiences there. You do the the different scenes in the storyline, but then the, you had just one final quiz, so there were some states involved, and we, you know, so eleven states for each language. That was something uh, I wasn't sure it's gonna work, uh, and especially with the selected state, selected state, I wasn't sure it's if if it's gonna apply to every state, you know. So if it's if it's in Japanese. Uh, when it switches to when it switches to selected state, it's gonna is it gonna switch back to English because the selected state is really in English because it's copied from the normal state which is English. So you know a bunch of those questions, mm-hmm. but um, that worked. You know, <laughs> I was super happy, uh, and yeah, project was a success. You know, the client was happy. I learned a bunch of things, and you know, I can I can now say with confidence that yeah. I can work on multi-language, multi-language uh, storyline file, you know, bring it. So, yeah. <laughs> bring it. What, did, was Slovenian in it at all? <laughs> no, no, no. No. Okay. Okay. Of course not. No, no. It, you know, it was, I think, uh, 
although I saw that that company there, it's in Ljubljana uh, also, it's an American company, but uh, no, I guess, I don't know, I, I think it was, I, I can say it was, you know, related to manufacturing, so I think it was only for the countries where they have, like, factories, so that's why. Even Italian, for example, was missing, and uh, I don't think it, even German. I don't think it was there. So, just uh, just some certain languages where I guess the factories are. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Don't want to <laughs> build it for where it's not needed. No, no, no. Because I think here it's more like so I guess in Slovenia it's more like distribution or something of the product, not not the not the production. Yeah. Well, very cool. Yeah, I think uh, I think we came to the end, man. <laughs> at this age it seems like the end <laughs> well so in that case I think we have to wrap up Dave are you on the interwebs I am I'm not right now but I I, I am sometimes um, and I think you're asking where I am on the web yes if, if, if other people were on the interwebs how would they find you Right. Yeah, that, that's the question. So, um, yeah, if, uh, if you need custom e-learning, custom uh, training development, uh, you can find me or my company at Illumin Group, illumingroup.com. A lot of the uh, other videos and things I have about e-learning and um, storyline development, uh, you can check out e-learning locker at uh, elearninglocker.com or youtube.com slash elearninglocker. And I'm on the Twitters at Dave underscore Charney, C-H-A-R-N-E-Y. How about you, Nates? Where can people find you? Also on the internets, uh, you can find me on Twitter under N-E-J-C-D. You can add me on LinkedIn. And if you have any questions for us, uh, you can send the questions to the website or tweet at us directly for the Ask the Learning Guys segment. And, uh, well... Enjoy great e-learning and talk to you in 14 days. <laughs> yep. Take care, everyone, and happy learning. Oh, that's going to be smoother after post. <sighs> <laughs> Isn't it always? Yes, it is. It is. Oh. That's, that's what post is. <laughs>